The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Hello and welcome to We Think Collective. Hey. I'm Heidi and this is... I am Deadpool today, a.k.a. <laughs> Rena May. Okay, we're recording this on Halloween today and we're joined by a very special guest, Miss Melanie Clark. Hello, Melanie. Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh. So excited. We are so excited. We're so lucky to have uh, Melanie Clark here with us today. She is a renowned dental uh, consultant in Beverly Hills with all the top dentist organizations um, across Southern California. And she and her husband have a love and life coaching business under the amazing Clarks, as well as a life coaching certification course that they teach to empower other people to go and spread the love. Yes. Spread it. Spread it. We need it. (laughs) Yes. And and Mel, aren't you like a wedding person and everybody wants you to officiate their (laughs) weddings because you're so responsible for so much love in this world? Yes, we are also doing um, wedding officiating because all of our lovely single clients are attracting husbands after working with us. So they want us to marry them. So we're thrilled to do that. It's like it's like their their weddings are us birthing a baby that we help them to um, attract into their lives. So we're super happy to do that for our clients. Yes, we do wedding officiating. I love that. So awesome. Yes, me too. I yes, know. I is. had so Melanie is one of my. Um, I'm blessed to say one of my longtime friends. And uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, and recently, um, my. Uh, I had turned my birthday. <laughs> and, um, and so Melanie took me to the Korean spa here in LA. If you're not in LA, Korean spas are where it's at. It's like goddess time, ancient ritual, go soak, steam, sauna, sit in crystal salt rooms. But naked. Butt ass naked. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other women of all yeah. ages. And it's just kind of like, a, you know, you wash away your old self and, and come out feeling renewed and refreshed and rested. And so being the wonderful, lovely friend that she is, she was like, let me take you to the Korean spa for your birthday because that's the kind of vibe <laughs> I'm in right now. I was like, yes. So we went and we yes. got in. Oh, I loved it so much. Thank you. She You're came back welcome. Sm- Gotta came- have friends you can get naked with. That's you know, right. not everybody can get naked with their friends, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, so I love so you. Lucky. I love getting naked with your girl. <laughs> what bush you rocking, girl? What bush you rocking, girl? Okay, TMI. <laughs> Whatever you like, whatever you like. Um, Yeah, but it was cool because, um, you know, part of the whole thing when you go there is you can, you're not really supposed to talk. They don't like it when you do that. But we went on a Tuesday afternoon when there's not as many people and um, Mm -hmm. we whisper. (laughs) And so we just whispered with each other for hours on end and we got to talking about um, a good old friend of ours. What's, What's that friend's name? Melanie, do you remember the friend that we talked about? His name is Fear. Yes. Oh, we talked a lot about Fear. We really dug into it that day. It was awesome. Yes, I do remember that. It was um, the topic of the day, right? 
It really was. And um, mm-hmm. afterward, Rena, whenever, what do you do every time after I hang out with Melanie? Oh, my gosh. Heidi done download me on so much magic. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there just like she literally, I think she just channels you and throws it to me. And I'm like, yeah, so much. And there's so much we can talk about. And that's why we're so excited to have you today, because the way you break it down is, is awesome. She basically Aww, like, thank she's you. like, oh, I know you were just hanging out with Melanie. So what wisdom did you get this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always I like that. that. And I know everybody that knows you feels that way, Melanie, uh, when they get Aww, into thank you, Heidi. You know, getting to share your space. So um, you had been mentioning that you've been reading this book and mm-hmm. um, by Napoleon Hill. I love Napoleon Hill's. Uh, the book that I read of Napoleon Hill's that I loved was Think and Grow Rich, because I'm all about our thoughts and our beliefs. And I really believe in um, what we think and what we believe creates our personal energy. And then that energy vibrates a frequency that matches whatever we're thinking and believing. So we attract that into our reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a coach, but I self-coach as well. And one of the things I love about spending time with you, Heidi, is I can... I can be physically naked and I can be emotionally naked because Mm -hmm. even though I'm a coach, I still deal with things that everybody deals with. And I kind of see it as a blessing because whatever I'm dealing with, I realize I'm going through it so that I can help other people um, by taking that path and learning and growing. And then I can help them down that road. So I personally was dealing with some fears and I, I have this experience in my life and it's happened for as long as I can remember whenever I'm trying to figure something out or I'm trying to coach myself or I'm trying to evaluate what I'm going through, I'll attract a book. Someone will tell me about a book randomly. I'll read that book. And then all the answers for what I'm trying to figure out are generally in that book. So yes. read I was books. in a dental office. <laughs> yes, I love books. So because, you know, all the information is in the ethers and some people have captured it and put it in books for us. For us. Sometimes we can meditate and just be inspired and download thoughts from uh, the ethers. And so my way tends to be through books. So mm-hmm. Um, I attracted this book, very interestingly enough, um, in a dental office. I was in an office doing a team meeting, and in this particular office, the doctor does not attend. And at the end of my meeting, he kind of teased one of the girls and said, um, you know, you guys are hogging Melanie. I'm not getting time with her. (laughs) And he normally doesn't doesn't ask for time with me. So I was like, (laughs) oh, you want some time with me? Yeah, let's get together. So we started chatting and he revealed to me that he had been struggling with some depression Mm -hmm. and that he had read a book that talked about anxiety and depression being fear, which is my belief also Mm -hmm. that our body reacts to our thoughts. Our body is actually literally manifesting the mind. So whatever's going on in our mind, especially if we're not aware of it, if it's subconscious, then our body is going to try to show us in some way, Uh, what's going on in our mind. So anxiety, that feeling of I'm falling or I don't have control is generally about fear. Depression is I'm hopeless. I can't figure it out. So it just makes you feel hopeless. So we kind of started having a conversation about that. And then he told me, I started reading this amazing book that's all about fear. I highly recommend it. And in that moment, I was like that, oh, I want to read this book. And I went right home and uh, downloaded onto my Kindle and started it. And it just started speaking to everything that I was going through, everything I was struggling with. And so 
I'll share what I've been struggling with. And, and Raina and Heidi have helped me with this. And we think collective is I'm moving myself from being a businesswoman that does everything and moving myself to being just the talent portion of my business. And so I'm having to let go of a lot of things. I'm having to step into new territory that I've never stepped into before. Mm -hmm. And the fear just started coming up for me. And it actually made me feel frozen. Like I knew what I needed to do, but I could not get myself to physically move through it. So I once I got this book and I started reading it, then I literally was able to see where the fear was coming from. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. You know what you need to do, but then you can't get yourself to do it. So then what happens is the ego shows up and starts to beat you up. Mm-hmm. You're being lazy. You're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? You know you need to do it. So now I'm dealing with this voice in my head that's kicking my butt, literally. Mm-hmm. And so now I have that. Now I'm, I'm still not doing it. That makes me not want to do it more. So for me, the first step is acceptance you know what? I'm not doing it. And that's okay. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. I'm going to get there. So now I'm telling myself that I believe in myself and I know I'm going to get to it. And I start to quiet down that voice. And I have a little ego exercise that I do. I have named my ego so that I can tell the difference between myself and my ego. I'm a spirit and my spirit sees everything through the eyes of love, abundance, and acceptance. But my ego wants to win, wants to be in control, wants to um, beat me up if I don't do what it wants. So she's separate from me and she's wonderful. I need her sometimes to kind of kick my butt to keep me going. But if it feels too, if the, if the messages from her are too harsh, it shuts me down and I can't move. So I start with talking to her. So my ego's name is Mallory. I'm Melanie and she's Mallory. So I just started with like, hey, Mallory, I get it. You're trying to motivate me. You're trying to get me going, but it's actually making me feel bad about myself. And now I don't have the right energy to do this project. I don't want to work on projects in negative energy or from a place of lack or fear or not good enough. So I love you, but I need you to chill out for at least the next three days so I can try to get myself in alignment. What is alignment? Alignment is tapping into the intuition and the flow of my spirit. So that information that I'm going to be working on, that project that I'm going to be working on is coming from a place of love and of high vibration instead of a place of fear or lack or not enoughness, because that's going to come through in my work. So the way that I can accept that I'm not doing it is by recognizing I'm not in alignment, okay, and and calming down my ego. The next step is to go to where is the resistance? What is holding me back? So as I was reading this book, and I started to read about the six fears. So it says there are six fears that hold us back in life. And then we get into, they called it drifting. And we start drifting away from who we really want to be. And those fears really hold us hostage. And then that becomes a habit. So I'm reading this and I go through the six fears. So I'm going to tell you guys the six fears. Okay. The six fears, number one is fear of poverty. Number two is fear of losing love. Number three is fear of death. Number four is fear of ill health. Number five is fear of criticism. And number six is fear of old age. And I realized 
like, holy crap, I have been dealing with a little bit of each one of these fears. And Mm -hmm. so, again, I have to go into acceptance. Okay, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that um, if I don't get this work done uh, and I don't do it right, I'm not going to make the money I need to move to become who I'm trying to become next. Um, I didn't really have fear of losing love because my love life pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll um, get into that I, in a minute. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's, that's really good. So I tap into that quite a bit when I'm in fear. And then um, the next one was fear of death. And a couple of years ago, I had lost a nephew and I've really been working through the grieving process for the last two years. I just have to be honest about that. It was really, really hard on me. But I also have a perspective on death that feels really good to me as well, which is we're all spirits and our physical bodies are just kind of the car we drive away, drive around with this planet. And once we leave our body, we're still alive. Like our spirit is still alive. And I, and I believe that that's my truth. I can connect with my nephew that passed away, but I just miss him. And it just shocked me. So it did create some fear about my life. And I've spent the last two years really um, accepting that and cleaning that up. That's part of life. Just like birth is part of life. Death is part of life. And um, if I may and then the, say, by the, the way, as much as I know that that was a hard thing for you to go through and being, you know, a coach and a consultant and a person who's a source for so many other people when they're going through a mm-hmm. hard time, I imagine that might have made it that much harder for you to grapple with the depression and the other things that can come in when you're either not resisting or not accepting or beginning to accept something like that. And I wanted to yeah. say to you that, you know, um, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you've accepted that some of these things you have to go through, you go through because you can then help other people or you've learned to see them as gifts that allow you to help other people. And I just wanted to say thank you because you and Anthony, that's her husband, Mm -hmm. both really helped me. And when I was going through some tough stuff, because you had that, that resonance and that depth of, the dark side, I guess. I don't know how else to say it. Because yeah. there's yeah, a lot of people of that are coaches that are very like, just be positive and da da do. And it's very, there's a lot of that out there kind of in the spiritual realm that almost to the point where I think people feel like it's not okay to not feel okay, that they're wrong somehow for doing that. I know it's a thing that yeah. that May May Jewelry, you know, our sponsor um, and our company <laughs> um, is big mm-hmm. on is just kind of helping make sure people know however you feel it's okay. But yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that your authenticity in that and your willingness to go there for yourself on your own personal journey and do the work and read the books when you felt to read the books and all of that. I can speak for myself. It helped me get through a really tough time too. So good job. Well, I'm glad that we could be there for you. And and I just have to say that one of the ways that I got through it was um, relying on the support of my really good friends. And mm-hmm. you're one of those friends. You're one of the first people that I talked to about it and yeah, said, this I is remember. how I feel and I'm really struggling. And, yeah. and it's hard. Like I literally, the first year I, I only felt good when I was coaching, but when I was not coaching, the sadness and the anxiety that I had, I had so much anxiety. Heidi, I remember you were here one time and we were having dinner at, mm-hmm. at my counter and I started to feel anxiety. Yeah. And I had to say, like, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I don't know what it was, but every time I would eat, I would get anxiety and we were having dinner mm-hmm. and I had been talking to Anthony about the anxiety that I was having and he said, don't hide it, call it out. 
Call yeah. it out when you feel it because you take power away from it yeah. and you got to face it. And it was literally fear of death. The anxiety was fear of death. Mm-hmm. Losing my 40 my year old nephew made me start thinking thoughts that were fearful, like, what if my one of my adult children dies? Right. Or what if my husband dies? Or what or if what one if of I us die? gets sick and has or ill one health? Of, well, yeah, yeah. Or we're getting so older I, now. Like a, yeah. <laughs> then they all like start a, to like, like, like layer. They all yeah. intertwine. Yeah. And so like I would feel these, I'd have moments of being feel, feeling like I was being sucked into this pit of despair and fear. And while I was in it, what I learned to do was to face it. And the way that I faced it, I started talking to it. And um, can I cuss on this show? Because I cuss. Fuck yeah. I, I don't have to. We have a big okay, E so next to what, our podcast for okay, explicit. So, <laughs> so what I started doing is I labeled it. I really believe in labeling things so mm-hmm. that you could really go <laughs> after it. So it's not nebulous and, and, it, and you have more power towards it. So I, call, I started calling it my fear bitch. And okay. I was like, what do you want, fear bitch? What are you trying to teach me? Wait, so and are I we talking about Mallory? I know. Is, is Ma- Mallory a fear bitch? <laughs> yeah. No, I was calling my fears because it wasn't my ego. It wasn't It Mallory. was literal fear in my body. It was literally fear in my body. Oh, oh got it. it okay. Literally- That's important. I think so, that and there's I could, a difference. Between- yeah. I could, yes. feel no. it. I could feel it in my body. How do you know and the so difference I, between I, a fear bitch and Mallory? Look, Mallory is generally talking to me and trying to control my thoughts. And the fear bitch was an actual sensation in my body. Like the sensation felt like I was falling inside of myself. And I could feel like big energy in my chest, almost like I couldn't breathe. Almost and like an energy start- alien that, that got hold in your body and was trying to like move around mm-hmm. and expand and grow and feed yeah, off of it you. Yeah, my, it was my Whoa, sadness turned into Halloween. fear in my heart chakra. It mm-hmm. was in my chest. Okay, can we and talk about this? it feel like a crushing. Yeah, yeah. can we yes. talk about this for a second, Mel? Because yeah. I run into a lot of people that have anxiety and depression and they literally will call 911. They literally go to the urgent care and the ER because they can't breathe and all these things. And they go there yeah. to no avail, of course. They drink water, they put an IV, they give you some Tylenol to make you feel a little bit better and then they send you home, mm-hmm. right? Not oh, say this yeah. every case, mm-hmm. P.S., but that's a lot, a lot. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And what... What I love about what you're saying, because to a lot of people, y'all, this may sound a little woo-woo to you or whatever, like a spirit fills your body Mm -hmm. and like it's this overwhelming Mm -hmm. sensation and it's really just your fear because it's hard for for me sometimes to accept that I'm that weak. Like fear could take Mm -hmm. over my body like that. And like, no, this has got to be a health concern. I saw this on Dr. Phil. I saw this on, you know, and then they they Mm -hmm. look for the the answer inside medicine. And that's not always the answer. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes what you're talking about to talk to the fear bitch, like when you talk to it, it Mm -hmm. literally could subside. Yeah, because you're acknowledging it. It's your body trying to tell you there's something going on in your mind that is not in alignment with who you really are. So if I know that I'm a spirit and I'm energy and energy never dies, it moves into form and out of form. And I'm feeling like I'm going to die and I'm feeling afraid of dying. I'm not in alignment with my spirit. So that's my body letting me know, like your thoughts are going away from who you really are and what you really believe. So I had to really look at that and go, okay. And this is what I had to do. And it was really hard. I had to say, my husband is going to die someday. My children are going to die someday. I am going to die someday. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. That's the reality of life. So you know what, girl? You better live it while you got a chance. Mm -hmm. You better Mm -hmm. focus on love. You better focus on gratitude. 
Mm. and live your best life. Hey, hey, hey. And do what you can while you're here. That's because right. that's all that there is. You go, girl. <laughs> and you don't get to control when, uh-huh. you, when you go out of this body and when you come in. You don't get to control that. So let yeah. it go. And there's no, go. there's no right or wrong time to come in or out of the body mm-hmm. either. So exactly. just enjoy being in started, it. Yes. As and then Melanie. I started thanking the fear bitch. I started mm. thanking it. I started Why? saying Why did thank you, thank you for it? showing up. Thank you for letting me know that I have these thoughts. Thank you for letting me know that I have this fear. I want to get past this. And not only do I want to get past it for myself, I want to be able to help other people past it. I'm okay. I know I'm okay. My body is just feeling this energy because that's where my thoughts are going right now. And that's okay. I'm fine. I am at home. I'm good. I'm just going to go lay down. I'm going to drink some water, the same stuff they do in the hospital. I knew what to do. Yeah. I'm just going to drink some water. And then I'm going to ask Anthony to and lay breathe. next to me and talk about it. And cuddle. Yeah. Can and you so come cuddle me? Say, the, fear I'm, I'm ba- the fear bitch yeah. just attacked, I'm attacked afraid. me. I, I would say, honey, I'm afraid. And I'm afraid. What if this happens and that happens? And then, you know what he'd say? He'd say, it's going to be okay. If that happens, then we'll still love each other and each other will be okay and we'll be fine. We talked about what we would want to happen if one of us did die. We would talk about would we want them, be, each other to have another relationship and to be happy. We, we both realized that our love is, is very deep and very connected and, and we feel sorry for whoever tries to come behind the other one because they are going to have some tough shoes to fill and, yeah. and that we're blessed to have what we have mm-hmm. and that we would keep moving on. We talked about our finances if one of us died. We talked mm-hmm. about our life insurance. We, talk, we, we talked through every aspect of it that we could talk through. Mm-hmm. And then it started to calm down. And that's facing it. You know, that's, that's dealing with it. It's interesting because we've talked about this on a, on a really recent episode from Esther Perel. And I think we talked about this at the spa, Melanie, the other day, um, mm-hmm. how a lot of people don't talk about the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you don't kind of address it and kind of talk about it and dispel the energy, it stays there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's still taking hold of you. Um, yeah. So you're blessed for sure to have a partner with whom you can, you can process all of that as well as friends. And for anybody who doesn't have that email us, grow what we think collective, you can talk to us. Um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about Mel, and I, I know Rena, she's full of questions always. Mm. Um, but just real <laughs> okay. quick was like, going back to that moment when like, let's say you have that physical reaction and the fear bitch is, is catching hold of you and you feel it like you feel like your chest tightening or whatever, right? How mm-hmm. do you figure out? So one is, okay, this is a fear bitch, but how do you figure mm-hmm. out what it is, which thought it is, or which experience that's going on right now is what's causing that? How do you, how do you sort through to the root of it? Well, I'll tell you in this particular instance, um, I knew what it was because it started right after my, my nephew died. It was, it was like a, the way that he died was like a shock to my system. And I won't get into too much of the details, but um, my nephew was turning 40 years old. He had asked the entire family to go to Vegas to, sep- to celebrate his birthday. And um, I was going a day later than everybody else in my family because I had been traveling and I was tired and I wanted to come home and, you know, mm-hmm. repack and do all that stuff. So I was home and I got a call on Sunday night and I was flying out Monday morning at 6 a.m. that he had collapsed and died. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 
I was all geared up to go have this big, loving family reunion celebration experience for this person and he died. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I'm the coach. Yeah. So then I was in the position to get on the plane and go there. And it was almost like my family was waiting for me. Like she's going to come and we're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. And so I had to push my feelings aside, show up for my people, kind of take over, like, this is what we got to do, whatever. And then everyone left. And then as soon as they left, it happened. The The anxiety started. And inside of my tears and my grief, the anxiety feeling started, like it started mm-hmm. in my chest. And I was trying to hide it because I knew everybody else was upset. And I didn't want them to have to deal with my feelings. And then also... I felt shame because I thought kind of what Raina said earlier or, or Heidi, one of you said it like, you're a coach. You should be strong enough to get past this. Mm-hmm. And you are, you are, look at you're falling apart. And, and in that moment I had to tell myself, it's okay. You love this person. Like this is my nephew was like my child. I'm, I'm only 10 years older than him. So uh, he's been my, my baby since I was 10 years old. So it's been a lifetime of love that, mm-hmm. that, got ripped away from me. So I knew it, I knew it came from that, but I had had it in the past. Um, it had happened before. And I had realized even back then, it always showed up when there was some type of fear in me about something that I didn't think I had control over. Mm. So it's really about the fear comes from, I don't feel in control. Mm. So anyone who has anxiety, it's generally coming from some area of their life where they don't feel in control. And Mm -hmm. and some people, I have clients that experience it in relationships, like say they really like a guy Mm -hmm. and he's not calling them back. They'll get anxiety because they don't feel like they have control over, um, like I said earlier, one of the fears is fear of losing love. They're afraid they're going to, they're not going to get this person or they're not going to have this relationship that can cause anxiety. So it's really looking at what is it that I'm afraid that I can't control? That's generally where it stems from. Yeah. Y'all write that question down, so, right? What is it? Afra- what am I afraid of that I can't control? And can I just say the six yes. again real quick? Because I think they were important. So it's poverty, lose love, mm-hmm. death, ill health, mm-hmm. criticism, and old age. Yes. And what yes. was, what was so, the name of the book again um, that you were talking the about? The name of the book was, the name of the book is, okay, and this is really interesting. So I want to tell a little story about that. So the name of the book is Outwitting the Devil mm. by Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill wrote this book, I think it was like in 1937. And what he did was he, and, and the book talks about all of his successes and his failures. And then he gets to a point where he's trying to figure out you know, he, his work is all about thoughts and beliefs and how that affects people's energy, very similar to the work that I do, which is why I love his work so much, because I've learned so much from him. So as he's trying to figure that out, he realizes there's positive thoughts and negative thoughts. And the negative thoughts create fear. And he he labeled it that that negative energy is the devil and the positive energy is God. So mm-hmm. he starts to, the book. the premise of the book is, He's interviewing the devil uh-huh. and he's asking the devil, what tricks do you use to get control of people's soul? Uh-huh. And the devil says, yes. And the devil says, I use my number one tool is fear. One of these six fears or a combination of them all. Which is and his so favorite. He, he loves to layer yeah. them all and together. That, and, that's, <laughs> and that's really bold for 1937 because of, 
you know, the, the climate being religious and being so conservative. So when he wrote the book, and, and he does a lot of channeling, his wife was afraid that they would be ostracized and that their life would be very difficult if he published the book. So she mm-hmm. asked him not to publish it. So he didn't. And what's interesting in the book, when he's interviewing the devil, the devil says, I'll tell you all my secrets, but you're not going to share them because you'll be too afraid. Uh. And, he ends, and he ends up not publishing the book. And then uh. his wife dies and he wants to publish the book, but he has um, a family member. I can't remember what the family member was. And the family member is like, no, we shouldn't do it. Wow. And then he dies. And again, it tries to get published. And another family member says, no. So then they find, I think it was finally published in like um, 2003 or something like that. My numbers may not be right. You guys don't quote me on this. But the point is, the book just recently came out, probably around 10 years ago, or, you know, maybe even a little less, because the, the way that it's presented would cause fear in people. And the, wow. and the devil says in the book that part of the way that, that negativity controls people is by the idea of the devil. Mm-hmm. That there's some big bad, you know, person with a pitchfork that's going to come and get you, and we teach that to children, and that starts the fear, mm-hmm. and then the fear just grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. from there. So it's, so it's kind of a controversial book the way yeah. that he writes it because he writes it as if he's actually interviewing the devil and the devil it, telling him his tricks. Okay, that's why so it's outwitting the devil. This book is out and available now, and you can read it. Mm-hmm. Or if you want, we have a sponsor, Audible. And if you use our code, what's the code, Tim? It is audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Then you get the book for free if you sign up for their membership. We love free Free 99. Free is for me. Yes, we do. So go on and get yourself a free copy of Outwitting the Devil audio and you can listen to it in the car. Mel, I I just want to say, since I've met you, you've been awe-inspiring for sure. You're you're one of the people that we really appreciate and and as our, you know, as we want to, promote like really strong feminine leadership you are just the queen you seriously exude that on so many levels and we're so excited to follow your journey y'all follow her on her insta handles um we'll put it all in the show notes um for you yay absolutely in fact she shares a lot of really good stuff on facebook Mm -hmm. um you might want to follow her there it's practically like a book of wisdom Mm. just look for melanie clark (laughs) and clark consulting um the amazing clarks if you search for the amazing clarks you'll definitely find her that way and um one more reminder our other sponsor is maymay jewelry and if you want to go to maymayjewelry.com you can use the code WTC podcast 15 and get 15% off any piece of jewelry there on maymayjewelry.com and one thing that might help is if you are struggling with fear and you want to name it and acknowledge it and get some power and some extra courage in confronting it we have a lot of really great pieces on maymay that um that are good for that yeah so oh nice yeah i like it yeah or just like a stone like bracelet it. with you know some good power stones to keep you charged up so you have the energy to can, battle mallory can i just tell you yes. that my my mallory you know what my mallory's name is cheeto huh. 
Did you just name that? I've never heard this. No, no, I named I named Cheeto like no, I named it like twenty years ago because I Mm -hmm. love Cheetos and it's just so yummy. But they just do not feel good in my body because it's like eating plastic in my mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like this creamy and it it, it wraps your finger and you want to lick it off your finger, but you know you're just like, oh, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be doing this. So it's like I just it was cute, but it's still like nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I I'm here for it. Yeah, I've never named mine before. But, But you know what? You can. You know what, Raina, though? And, and this is great because you can still love Cheetos and mm. not eat them. Yes, and girl. I can love mm. I can love Mallory and not listen to her. Yes, and that's girl. What she wants. She wants she wants love. And so I just let her know I love you, but I'm not listening to you mm. because you're not taking me where I want to go. Mm. You're taking me to fear and you're taking me to lack and not enoughness. And that's not where I'm trying to go. Everything I want is on the other side of that girl. So thanks for your help and trying to push me. I love you, but give me 30 days to figure it out. And I always give my ego um, a time limit on how long I'm going to do it from a place of love because the ego cannot handle infinity. It wants to fight back. It's like, no, no, you're, this is not good. So the thoughts become obsessive. So I always give her a time limit to shut her ass up. All right. Mm. And I know she's going to shut up for two weeks. And then I got two weeks to get myself together. And if she comes back, I do it again. Mm. And I do it again for as long tell as I need to. Tell her who's boss bitch around so you here, just, Mal. You tell just her who's boss bitch. You just tell her, Mallory, <laughs> look, I'm going to do this for two weeks. That's it. After that, mm-hmm. I'll listen to you again and we can reassess. And then she'll go away for the yeah. two weeks. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I, I want to name mine. Tell her, yeah. you, know what I, you know what I tell her that makes her so happy? I tell her, I'm going to do this for two weeks. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to call you and we're going to kick some ass. Because she loves to kick ass. <laughs> so she's, she's always like, yeah, okay, I'll be waiting. I'll call be waiting me. for you, Melanie. I'm ready to kick some ass now. Let's do this. These bitches are going down. I feel I have a feeling your bitch has some nunchucks ready for you. (laughs) Mallory? Mallory Mallory might have some Mallory has some nunchucks. She wants to use some days. Mallory does not play. Let me tell you that right now. She does not play. I think I'm gonna name mine Heather. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. And you know Heather. why? Yeah, and it kind of works because remember that old movie? There was like the Heathers. Heathers. Yeah. The Heathers. That's what I thought, Heidi. That's exactly, That's exactly what, I what I thought. The movie said Heather. Heather. And then also, it's a name that, like, a lot of times when people can't remember my name, they're like, oh, was it? Was it Heather? And I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> my my Heather wants to reply, like, no, bitch. It's not Heather. Yep. <laughs> then your Heather comes out. My Heather oh, comes girl. out. I'm like, actually, yes, that is my name, bitch. Hey, y'all, okay. y'all mm-hmm. I want you to email us. Tell us what you name your fear bitch, okay? Yeah, and let's give a shout out yeah. to Caduceus. Uh, no, the fear bitch and the ego oh, no, no. are different. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. So there's fear bitch and yeah, then the, there's ego. Name them two different, different things. Yeah. I like to call mine fear bitch, the, though. The fear bitch. I think it's just the fear a fear bitch. bitch is anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Just, call, just, just label it anxiety. Anxiety yeah. is your fear bitch. I'm just okay, going to call like it that. the fear bitch. It doesn't need a name. And then the... And then I want to give a shout out because Caduce, one of our previous guests, he also had named his ego. It was Sweet Mickey. So right. Heather wants to give a shout out to Sweet Mickey right Sweet now. Mickey in the and Cheetos, Cheetos and Mallory are here just hanging out, saying what's up to Sweet yeah. Mickey. Shout out. Hey, Tim, you need to name yours soon, P.S. Okay. Uh-oh. He doesn't like it when we put him on the spot Uh-oh. like this. Oh, good. I, I, so I have to name my ego. Yeah. The one that I like. Yeah. Does your ego have this kind of voice? 
This is my voice all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Our our fan, our, so, our nineteen so, listeners really love Tim's voice. They do. I I love Tim's voice too. Oh. So Tim, you, your ego is that part of you that um, wants to control everything. It'll beat you up. The ego shows up in a couple of ways. It wants to control everything. It'll beat you up. It wants to blame others. It wants to shame. It's all of that part of you that's like ah, I just wants to rage. And that's the ego, and it tries to take over and keep you from moving forward towards what you want to do. All right. By next week, I'll have a name for my ego. We're into I'm, it. I'm into okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. I'll come up with a name for my it. ego. Good no job. pressure. No Good pressure. Job, honey. Yeah, Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melanie, right. so, we we love you so much, and um, oh, I, just, I love you guys too. Yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on and talking about this with us. We felt like we'd been on a lot of happy thoughts and um, uh, fairy dust and all that lately, which is great. Um, but when we talk about leaning into our vulnerability and, um, you know, allowing our feminine power to lead and to shine through, we need to be in acceptance and real with ourselves about the fact that fear is going to rear its bitchy little head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's okay. And here's one more tip. When you get the fear and you get the negative thoughts, look at them real closely and say, what's the opposite of that? Mm. Because that's generally what you want. So. When you have fear of poverty, you are you really want um, abundance. When you have fear of losing love, you want um, love that lasts. Fear of death means that you really want to live life to the fullest, and that's what I realized. I wasn't really living life to the fullest. I had a, I had allowed my grief to suck me in and was holding me back, and I had to just face it and let it go. So it's what you the fear shows up, the negative thoughts show up, and you can convert them and transmute them into going. Well, what's the opposite of this? I don't like this. I don't want this. So what's the opposite of it? And and I think that negativity helps us to figure out what we do want and to get clarity so that yeah. we can attract it. Because sometimes we don't have clarity or we're afraid to have clarity because we're afraid we won't get it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe negativity is just a part of us that we need to love. We need to love every aspect of ourselves and it's okay. It's okay, boo-boo. Yeah, from there, I it's think we okay, just need to mic drop that. Y'all yeah. take that. There you go. Go follow these people <laughs> and um, we love you. be magic. Every, every little part of you. Love. I love you, ladies, and thank you for doing the amazing work you're doing. You're spreading the love and all your beautiful, wonderful, positive goddess energy. It just makes my heart sing. Thank yes, you so much. queen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, yes, guys. <laughs> Bye, Mom. Love you guys. Love you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Tune in uh, to Bye. more episodes next week on We Think Collective.